Hello and welcome to the Knock On KCLR and Scoreline.ie's weekly rugby podcast. Uh, we're joined by Tom Cruddy from Carlo, Johnny Tobin from Tullow, and I'm afraid to say it's the last in the current series. Uh, we'll call this series one. It's been a long old year. We've uh, went right from last season through the Lions Tour in the summer and uh, back into the local and uh, provincial stuff and right through this year as well. But this will be the last one uh, until the Southeast League kicks off again locally uh, in a couple of months' time in the summer. So uh, we will be back for season two and I hope you will join us then. But for now, it's the big one this weekend. We're all talking about, we're recording this on a Friday, so we're previewing Leinster against La Rochelle, which is at... Uh, tomorrow, Saturday, in Marseille. The weather, lads, over there is meant to be absolutely scaldy out the door. Um, perfect conditions for supporters and everything as well. Um, Leinster have named their team. La Rochelle have named their team as well. Leinster were, I suppose, favourites. They've been talked about it as favourites as well, but with plenty to talk about. I don't think it's going to be as easy as people think uh, against La Rochelle. Ronan O'Gara isn't in Egypt. He's definitely not that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't say anyone thinks it's easy. Sure, the semi-final last year, La Rochelle beat Leinster. Yeah. So um, I wouldn't be imagining anyone think it's easy, but it'll it'll make an interesting a game, and it's definitely the two best teams in the competition going forward. So at least um, at least we're going to have an exciting final, if anything else. Absolutely. Yeah. I hope it's as uh, I hope it's as. As everything is expected and, and it goes to plan that it's going to be an exciting final because there's nothing worse than to get into a final and have uh, have the anti-climax and that can go either way. But I think, I personally, I think it's Leinster's to lose. Really is this year, absolutely, 100% Leinster's to lose. Yeah. I think they're I think they're just so, so, so strong across the board and to be able to name the same, be able to name the same team again with, with no injuries is uh, phenomenal. Absolutely it is, phenomenal. It's a remarkable feat, Tom, to do that. Like I said, um, you like we for the La Rochelle semi final last year, we were missing Johnny, uh, we were missing Gibson Park, were we, or Luke, and we were missing, yeah, we're missing a good few, yeah, yeah, a good few lads out of that. That's the attrition of a season, but Lencer managed that really, really well. It's one of the things we're getting, Lencer getting known for now is this rotation. Like, look what Lencer were able to do by putting out a team against Munster that had none of those Heineken Cup lads on it so um, you know I suppose it's testament to the management of the players and how many players have used 60 players were saying last week that Leinster have used this season which is incredible now, 60 players and out of that 60 there's only 6 non homegrown players which is uh, it's the most phenomenal feat to any team in the world there's nowhere absolutely nowhere in the world has the same it's it's just the French are bewildered by it, the English are bewildered by it, the Kiwis are bewildered by it. The last time I think it was just it was this uh, what you got Williams was uh, Williams the ex Irish or ex Leinster coach um, Matt Williams Matt Williams Matty Matty was um, coming up with the fact that I mean would he was asked lately um, you know was it in New Zealand and he said he cannot remember. He said the last time he thinks that a, a, a New Zealand club side was uh, strong with all um, homegrown players from the from their region was back when John Delomo played for the Auckland Blues. Wow. So if you think about the Kiwis, I mean, the New Zealanders are bringing in, the Islanders come in 
they're coming in when they're young, when they're 16, 17 years of age. They're coming into their, you know, into into they're coming off the islands, coming in. So they're not actually born and bred. Whereas, I mean, Leinster are one hundred percent born and bred. Like it's just a phenomenal feat. There's nowhere. I mean, there's no. You find a club side soccer or anything, and come back to me and tell me that there's a club side can field sixty players on their start on their on their first team on their senior team. And have only six non-homegrown players, and it's just—it's uh, a credit. It's a credit to the country, credit to, to the Leinster setup. It's yeah. scarily phenomenal. Yeah, and being successful while doing that too, Tom, is also a feat in itself. You know, the Leinster credibly touchwood successful so far. Well, like there's no cups or trophies won yet, but you know, the, all the the all the work is done there. Like, you know, Leinster, like you said, tomorrow will have no excuses. Um, but to get over the line possibly tomorrow with that many young lads that are from the area and everything is, uh, it's pretty proud thing to have as well. Well, it is. And, and I, I would say, I mean, you have, I just hope that it is a game and that Agara has come up with a plan of some sort to try and hold back Leinster because if he, if they haven't, it's, it could be, a, you know, it could be a, a serious amount of points put in put on a team in a final. Like they're missing Kerr Barlow, they're missing Victor Vito. Um, that's two. That's two of their of their main their key players, especially in that spine of a team which we're talking about. Like that's their main scrum half. If Thomas uh, Burfan, I think it is coming in. Like he's a young. He's only like he's a, an inexperienced scrum half. I mean, that's like putting Craig Casey in there for. You know, for the Heineken Tron, like Kerry Casey and for a Heineken Cup final. Um, it just, it's, it's, a, it's they're lacking, ex, there's a lack of experience. Um, I don't know. Across the board, I mean, they have a heavier pack, um, they have a massive pack, but that doesn't seem to be, that doesn't seem to phase Leinster anymore because once they hold them up and once the, once the scrums are anyway tight around the park, it's going to be there, unless they can break, unless at the breakdown, um, where you have Greg Alders and those would be, you know, would be really, 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 really strong at the breakdown and could slow, try and slow it down. You'll have Will Skelton coming in, um, like a barrel coming at you, you know, bulldozer coming in, but they don't like how long are they going to last? You said, I mean, you said it earlier, Stephen, it's going to be a, a roasting hot day. Um, I know, like, Leinster aren't particularly used to playing in. in sunshine but they're young and they're fit and there's a big difference between running around carrying 20 something plus stone you know and carrying 18 point. stone yeah you know and i don't care like how long can the scrums last if lencer can play unless unless ogara has had a way to slow just john you know like you're coaching long enough to know when you're trying to if you come up against a team that has electric pace and is running at 100 miles an hour, it's really hard to figure out how to break, the, how to slow them down. And the breakdown is the only method. Yeah, and I think La Rochelle can do that, though, because they have serious breakdown operators. And if they get in over the ball for even a split second, it just slows down Sexton and, and Gibson Park more so than anyone else. Because he's just alive or he can go anywhere. So if you can slow him down for a second or two, like you're, you're really taking pace off Leinster's game. But that might suit them tomorrow because it also then gets them a chance to set up. And whereas La Rochelle are a little bit heavier, that little bit less fit, I would say, they won't get around the park as quick as Leinster will, even with that one or two seconds as time wears on. In the 50th and 60th minutes, you'll see a change of tempo. I think Leinster will run away with them if 
if we're going off that kind of platform. Like, mm-hmm. Unless O'Gara has a master plan in his back pocket, which I can't see, because you can't plan for Leinster. 60 players all year. How do you plan for a Leinster team? Good point. You know, we spoke. We spoke to Ed Byrne, uh, lads, last year after Leinster won the URC, and we were talking about the loss to La Rochelle in that semi-final, um, and he spoke about how much it hurt. And already then, the lads were concentrating on this year. They were already focused, and their minds had already switched to that revenge for this year. And it just so happened that was Lara Shell that they're going to come up against in a final. Um, you know, they were hurt at the breakdown physically and everything as well. We all know that that was well documented as well. Um, but Ed all, all said, he said that this current team that they have, they have to win it. They have, a, they have, this, if they're ever going to do it, they need to do it with this team. So there's a fair bit, there's a bit of pressure on Leinster as well. Like even us looking in, like look at this team that they have. Cheers, if they don't win it this year, you know, what are they up to after the you know mm. after the year they've had and they were going well last year as well when they got to that semi final? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Sure, yeah. It, it's it's a massive ask for Leinster, but I mean, would would you so would people say that this is the best Leinster team ever as a whole as a whole package? Like, I would. There hasn't yeah. been player for player like it is basically the Irish team. Because there isn't that, and it's a scary thing, and it's not—it's no offense to anyone, it's no offense to Munster or Ulster or Connacht. Finally, the players that are going to make their make their way to, like, would make onto the Leinster team, would make onto the, or, or you might have one, maybe two from Munster at the most. Absolutely, like there is nobody in the in the, in the in the Munster back row that is, is going to compete uh, compete against Leinster. There's nobody in the front row. Leinster have the two best hookers. Um, I probably could be the two best hookers in Europe. Like it, uh, how it's a scary, scary thing. We like I said it earlier about the amount of players that are being developed. Johnny, you you were you were a part of a huge part, like of the southeast setup and bringing teams through. You know all the work and, and everything that is that goes through from ground, like from the the grassroots. Like it, it's where. They have such a panel at the moment coming in, and I'm not hyping them up just for the sake of hyping because we want Leinster to win. But it's but, pound for pound, there's like they're serious, serious, serious team. And look who's missing as well. If you go Keenan in there, full back, Jimmy O'Brien on the wing, but Jordan Larmer came back last week and he had an absolute stormer of a match. You know, mm-hmm. like I know that no, he's been in and out of form, but. You know, it wouldn't be the end of the world if he came in and replaced Jimmy O'Brien, for argument's sake. You know, Hugo Keenan's got ample replacements there as well. You know, you take out, it's the subs as well as the huge thing. You take out Porter, Furlong and, and Keller and look who you have coming on. Like. Here you are now, Dan Sheen, Keane, he, Michael, Michael Alatoa. That's a, that's a front row that any, any country like, would, let, would, would be happy enough having, you know? Yeah, Joe McCarthy's getting in there because of his form over the likes of Ryan Baird. Ryan Baird's back from injury in that as well and he's flying it, but he still can't get his way onto that team. They're trusting Joe with that. Reese Ruddock, sure, we know what Reese can do. Ross Byrne, Kieran, Kieran Frawley, um, Harry Byrne had a savage match against uh, Munster last week as well, so... Yeah, that's I think yeah. it's the best team Leinster have ever had. Yeah, probably. Yeah, but the only thing with with um, Ryan Beard and um, Jordan Armour is they haven't had much game time. Oh yeah, yes, no, they, they, they had serious if form. Stuck, they they yeah, serious yeah. form against Munster, but like, I don't know. Can you judge a player off that off that game either? Is it enough to get into this team? Joe McCarthy's have serious form. Jimmy O'Brien's been playing really well all season. He's getting his fiftieth cap this weekend. Like. 
Jenny, that's a lot he's of flying it, like. Yeah. like he's but had 50 caps probably this this season. He probably had four or five last season, and the rest of them been all this season. Yeah, like he's been flying it, you know. So I don't know. I think I think it's a strong, very very strong team. Um, I, I don't know if I'd say it's the best ever Leinster team, but it's definitely pound for pound. Best. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, say it's the I best. Honestly, I honestly, I. I went back looking and I was just looking because we were having an argument over this uh, with somebody else. And, a discussion, uh, Tom. Discussion. No, I, I, well, it got kind of heated over players, but that's, <laughs> that's what happened then. But, I mean, you also had, we were going back to when Johnny Sexton was 20 years, or nearly 20 years younger. You know, he was almost 20 years younger. Be nice to Johnny. I was going to say, he's not 40 yeah. yet, is he? Yeah, he'd, be, he'd be almost, <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like you're going back to a young old half who is probably uh, hot-headed and like I mean, Jesus. In the last ten years, he's just developed. And uh, I was actually Brian Rodriguez the other day. You know that he, even even him becoming a father and having you know it's changed his changed his whole yeah. demeanor when he's out there. He's just a calm. Like he's still like he's still narky. Sure, he's still the most narky probably is that definitely you know. I, well, I think you just allow all out all out, out has and scrum has are just narky vectors anyway. So, yeah. But I mean, here, here. He, he's still like aggressive. He's still he's still narky, but it's so controlled. His whole he's just a totally I think a more mature player. So again, Johnny's one of the few left from that side. I mean, pound for pound, the rest of them are serious serious operators. Like only for a, like take out Driscoll. Um, just. I don't think there's as many players of, of quality in one team put together, and then the bench as well. And it's not even as you say, like it's not just the bench; it's what's 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 waiting there and behind the curtains, waiting to waiting for their chance to jump through. You know, so mm-hmm. I think it's. Uh, I did a glimpse of that last weekend as well. Again, it just yeah. just look at them there. Like if you were looking back at the O nine team, is Ross Maloney the best second row in Leinster compared to the O nine second rows? Is Caelan Doris now a fantastic player, but is he Rocky Elson quality? Or Jamie Heaslip, even. Yeah. yeah, like, he's he's going to be, but is he yet? So I wouldn't say it's the best Lens for team yet. He's not far off Heaslip, but he's not, as, yeah, he's not as good as Well, I, as I, I suppose one thing they have to do is, one, they have to win the Heineken Cup, and two, they have to do back-to-back, because uh, if you're going to be... As you're you going say, to be the best, you have to do six, better than others. You to be the best, you have to. But, so, like, six stars. Have, but on paper... <laughs> I think it's just a phenomenal team. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then my other question, just seeing the team run across there, like I, I think you, Hugo Keane is a great player, but is he standard as Rob Carney? Rob Carney from 2009 to 2012 was an incredible fullback. He was European Player of the Year in 2012. Um, three Heineken Cups at that stage. Do you know? Yeah, he was I, a great chair that year. Can he can be that quality, but I wouldn't say it's the best Leinster team. I would yeah. definitely say it's the best Leinster setup at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. And I suppose we can say it's look, it's a different style of play. It's a totally different style of play to to. That's the side, yeah. But I mean, um, if you take the, that, uh, the the local player element, as Tom said, hmm. the depth, and then hmm. match them up against the O nine team, the eleven team, the twelve team. You know, overall, they're a much stronger team. Well, there's 23 players and two, what, three would be nice to, but there's three non like non homegrown players out of the 20, mm. so 20, 20 homegrown players playing in a Heineken Cup final. Yeah. Which are not the homegrown now. James, James Lowe, Lowe, 
Jameson even gives though he's Irish, Irish qualified, yeah. Ah, yeah, no, but in terms of home, as in Born, Brett, <laughs> Leinster. Well, you, this, you may you may go to four then because Robbie Henshaw is from Connacht. Well, he's from well, he's from uh, Westmead. He's Westmead. He's he played all his rugby and all his academy rugby in Connacht. They played in Buccaneers. Ah, yeah, but yeah. still your but was still born and bred. You know, they're still, yeah, they're still Leinster based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, I get it. Look, I just, I just wouldn't think they're the, they're the best Leinster team ever. See, um, this is so uh, you get in. Hours <laughs> over this top. Yeah, well, you, we're more. all we're all grand, and so we're all grand here. And as I say, like I, I have a cup of coffee, but put it in uh, when you have uh, a few pints on the top of it, comes heated. Yeah. Well, I'll only be arguing with the wall at home anyway, so it'll be grand. Like, like it's like can comparing even the coaching ticket, you know, uh, Michael Checker to Leo and Stewart or Joe Schmidt. Yeah, to Leo there's and no Stewart comparison to Michael, Michael yeah. Checker and Leo Cullen. Yeah, that's what I mean. There's different. There's different. Check is a nut job. <laughs> yeah, but he but he put that he put a lot of the work together to, got, to think... get Leinster where they eventually went. I think. Hard yeah, did you see? Um, did you see the the thing is uh, do, 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 I can't remember because the independent someone, the um, Stuart Lancaster had said that uh, if well, Jorgen no Klopp, yeah, if Jorgen Klopp can stay with Liverpool for sixteen odd year, whatever, there's no reason that he can't. So yeah, it's uh, great to see. If that. if that's a hint on anything going forward, uh, look, it's great, it's great for Lancaster and great for Irish rugby because I, I think Stuart Lancaster is a legend, absolutely. He is, he's, he's gentleman he's, as well. And Love I think it. Leo Cullen and in fairness, they have to you don't have to be like he's a man he's doing what he does best, he's a manager. You don't have to be the best coach at times. Like everybody says, you know, it's Leo Cullen head coach, but it's not it's Leo Cullen the manager. It's Leo that person who can put everything together mm-hmm. and to bring in and I know he's only like he's he's a major part in that cog that that holds that up and he picked like to have the likes of Stuart Lancaster coming in there and everybody else that's in that backroom team that he has. Like, it's that's what you call a quality manager. And it's the same. It doesn't matter what. You have to have a great backroom team behind you. And Leo Cullen has just put that together. He picked some, I think he should get all the credit because of what he's picked and how he's picked it. Like, Felipe best. You don't have to be the best coach. It's not saying that, Lens, that, uh, like, that uh, Leo Cullen is the best coach. Yeah, Colin mm. may not be the best coach, but he's a bloody good person. You need that. Yeah, person he's organised the best coach and ticket. Bring the whole thing together. Yeah, you know, and that's a huge, huge thing to have. Yeah, Rob Carney in his book had absolute high praise from he got he you know he got a few, what a couple of years under Leo when Leo became uh, manager and he said it just he just has a way about him and he carries this huge amount of respect from the players and everything. He's a great man manager. You know, very, very blunt, very, very blunt, but you know exactly where you stand. It's almost what did Rob say in the book? It was almost like that person. It's it's not that he'd never give you a bollocking as such, but it'd be like, you know, when your parents said to you, I'm just disappointed, <laughs> sort of stuff. Yeah. He'd make you feel bad after a chat, but you, you go back out and you give it socks the next time and you know that sort of thing he says he was one of these shouty kicking bags around people but he'd plant seeds in your head the whole time yeah you know he'd make it a better see, player for it. on the other hand then like you have O'Gara who's worked his way up through the ranks I mean probably like, he is Ireland, one of Ireland's greatest out half and always will be a phenomenal player in his day and his control his understanding of the game um, back then and how to how to run it how to run and control the game with you know whether you're going to kick a long kick or a kick for touch whether a kick whether you know uh, 
can I control? Hold, I don't want that ball yet. I don't want that ball. Yet. I'll take it now. Now we'll go for a drop goal. All those things. And then to, like his time learning in France and then to go and be accepted in New Zealand. Like, that's a massive thing to go yeah. down to the Crusaders. And he's had massive experience there to come back up. Like, I'm sure Ronald Gar would love to have the quality and the youth that that Leinster and with the players that are available to Leinster. He doesn't have, he, like, he has a serious team and they're very competitive in France. And we've got to remember, he's this is his third, this was is this fourth final, is his third or fourth final since he's since he's gone in. Yeah, third, I think. Like, third, isn't that, right? So isn't that it's, crazy? It's, it's his third final. Now, mm-hmm. we'll all hope that the results go the same as the other two. <laughs> <laughs> no offense, Raj, I know, like, but it's um, like they beat, they've lost two finals, but he's got to the, he's got to the, the final, top fourteen, he's got to the final at the Heineken Cup within like within a short space of time. Like, that's massive, massive, yeah. massive. Beat Leinster in the semis last year, it was incredible. Yeah. So. And it is, and he did, he did. Now there was probably. You said earlier, Johnny, that you know they were missing Lens were missing a couple of players, like we're missing a few players last year, but that's the same as any team when you come. You still have to prepare. Mm. You know, it, it's it's like Munster saying it, people going, Oh, Munster should beat Leinster last weekend. That didn't happen. So, like it's you can't judge it, especially when you're coming into the cup semi-finals and the cup finals. But I just hope he has enough up his sleeves to give it the game that this deserves because you have the best team in France. Uh, when they're one of the best teams in Europe, playing to me the best team in Europe. So, I think uh, well, let's hope it's, it lives up to expectation. Yeah, well, Gara has experience too in European cups. Like he's the highest point scorer in European history, fourteen hundred and forty or fourteen hundred and sixty. I think he has in the, in the competition, and also winning two. Like so, he has experience there, same as Leo, I suppose. But I don't know. I just, I just can't see them having that to disrupt Leinster. Fully, I can see him slowing the game down, all right, but I just can't. I can't see him winning the hiding cup final unless he moves to to Leicester. Maybe we are looking for a lad now. Felipe Contemporary is going um, absolutely. Leicester's speed and attack and their rush defense and everything as well. It's just I don't think La Rochelle can live with that. And like, I think Tom it's more their trust though than anything else, yeah. I think it's more their trust in their squad. Everyone trusts each other. Like you see them, lads, and like James Lowe on the outside, he's get questioned on the fence, but he also has a trust on his inside that he knows he can bite because he knows the lad on the inside is going to make that hit for him. So mm-hmm. he'll bite like, and very rarely to get punished. Very, very rarely to get punished for a lad biting, and that's that's extreme to have because if you're coaching a team or you're watching a team, and a lad bites up in defence and leaves a gap, you're going. To, it's going to get exploited, but very rarely that happens to Leinster, yeah, and that's yeah. that comes to trust. Yeah, they only. I mean, to be honest, like the as I said, they only have um, what's his name? The Dante, the Dante in the center. The, the the Jonathan Dante played really well for France mm. yeah. this year, and um, yeah, he's up against Robbie Henshaw. But there is there is key players there that the Leinster are going to have to watch. I mean, Will Skitton is going to take putting down. Doesn't matter. But yeah. um, you know, but again, he's not fit. He's been out injured. So like, he's a big, big man and playing in heat. Like, yeah. he'll be blind. Do you know what I, I? I admire the fact. I really admire the fact that uh, O'Gara has put a belief back into you know into into a French team that that you know that the Champions Cup. He really has built a culture, mean, but it means something to them. You have a team there that actually this means something. They're not just coming. You know, they're not just going uh, to travel to a team to for the crack, or just you know they're still looking at the or top the paycheck. 14. 
I mean, he could have gone last weekend and he went out and played a team. Like they won last weekend as well. So they're still giving themselves a chance in the top 14. And it took a risk. But they still believe, and his own team believe, that the, the, the Heineken Cup is still a massive tournament. And he's, you know, and that's great. It's a pity more teams didn't, you know, more French teams didn't buy into that and go back to the fact, you know, they need to win, you know, they need to win. It'll be interesting to see actually the Challenge Cup finals on tonight. And that's two French teams. Um, I hope it's Leon. He's yeah, I hope Leon win because Leon have never won anything in in Europe. Um, Toulon again. I just it'll be a boss. Team. You know, it's a money team, and I'd yeah. like to see I'd like to see Leon give it a belt, but I think probably Toulon are too strong. Um, Johnny, do you think Leinster's uh, issues with the scrum over the last couple of matches will? Cause him any grief tomorrow? I can't see it. Uh, to be honest with you, I really, I really can't see it. Andrew Porter, Ty Furlong, two best props in the world, two of the best props in the world. Um, and then the, what they have behind them, like with Doris and Van de Fleer pushing behind them, uh, Maloney and James Ryan. James Ryan is probably nearly back to his best, not back to his best confidently, but definitely back to his best physically. Um, I can't see them being an issue tomorrow. Not like what they were last year, anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, against La Rochelle last year, they were bullied in the scrum and bullied in the breakdown. Like I just, I just think Leinster's tails are up and their confidence is there. And I just think any physical aspect of the game, they're going to try and dominate as early as possible. So yeah. I see, I, I could actually see a lot of scrum penalties for Leinster in this game. Right. Yeah, oh, I the, hope so. Yeah. Porter will have it up against them though. Uni Antonio is about four stone heavier. <laughs> he's about he's yeah, about, also about a foot about taller four. though. Yeah. Uh, a tall tie head is a very awkward tie head for a mm-hmm. smaller loose head. It's awkward for him to get his binds right and stuff. So I think Porter can get an edge there. Has, has, has Porter dropped any weight since he went loose head? Not has not nothing that would affect him there, but he he um, <laughs> he could probably do it tomorrow. Porter's <laughs> <laughs> throwing heavier on top of the back of your neck. It's not simple. Yeah, but that's but again, Johnny, it's like we said that that's that's going to be. How long can that last? I know they have another front row, but their area is good and. I mean, Porter, that's like Furlong and Porter and those can actually stay on. They stayed on the pitch for like 60 minutes the last time, which is massive. Yeah, you, know? yeah, you so, imagine there you're blowing against Porter for 60 minutes, then Keen Healy walks on. Like, yeah. now Keen Healy's game is just really scrummaging. That's just his game now. Yeah. He's a little bit haunted that he's not as, as much ball carrying. He's tipping on the ball a lot more than he was carrying. And all he's really doing now is scrummaging. And he's doing it really, really well. So yeah, after six minutes, minutes of Anyone around Carlo wants to come in? The uh, gates are open for the bars open from four. Plenty of burgers, barbecue. I think it's been nice weather too. So when the match is not on, we'll be outside having a few. The best Guinness in town as well. Sorry, anyone else? But... I'll be home. I'll be home. Other drinks are also available. Other drinks are also available. Drink responsibly. Yes, I'm going to say that. Drink responsibly. Very responsible. I'll be very responsible tomorrow. You're not president anymore, Tom. You can do what you like now. I am, Johnny. I've won. I have two tasks left. Oh, I have. I have to go over to ye. Um, 
for your opening of the pitch as the, the Saturday, the bank holiday Saturday. Oh, that's right, yeah. I was asked to play in the yeah, game. Yeah, you, you have a big day there. And, uh, so I have to go over. I, I don't have to go over. It's, it's a pleasant. <laughs> I'm going over. Uh, for the You're being excitement. forced over. <laughs> I know. I'm going over, going over for the excitement. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch Johnny getting knocked around? It's a social event. I don't know. We're going to, and my wife even wants to come over for that. It's, it's, it promises to be good. Oh, that'd be good fun. Solo, so, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, yeah, so that's it. I'm looking forward to it myself. and doing a bit of painting tomorrow and be home well in time for that. Um, lots on this weekend, sports wise as well. So it's great. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just feel this final with Leinster is sort of non negotiable to go over there and not win. Um, I think mentally that's where they're going with it it just feels like that anyway um with the, with the team they have and all so yeah no looking forward to it like you said tom a bit of a contest as well but sure once it hits 60 then we'll empty the bench and we'll tear away with it then well, jesus i hope it's better i tell you i hope it's better than last i hope it's better than last weekend because uh we had uh we opened the band oh and so just laughing i remember you saying there it would be like putting uh, an inexperienced scrum half in like craig casey in a hiding cup final by the time Craig Casey gets to Heineken Cup finally, he'll be well experienced. <laughs> you won't have to worry. <laughs> I'm thinking about that there, just pure in my head there. Well, well, I tell you, it was cheese uh, last week was just uh, poor, really poor. We're talking about Munster, Leinster, and the yeah, URC folks. Yeah, but, we can't, but you can't blame. I like there's something, uh, there's just something wrong. And it's not, we're not going back. The Munster haven't suddenly become uh, crap since the, the match previous against against Toulouse. Like, in, you know, it's just something missing there. I don't I don't know. Like, yeah, everything. They should have beat. I mean, there's no offence to Leinster on that one, but they, they should have beaten Leinster. They had him, they had him so many times at, the, at periods of the game where if it was any other Munster team would have said, Smell blood and just would have gone for it, but to uh, like they just, didn't uh, have that going. Yeah, nothing they got up for the Heineken Cup, but they couldn't get it up for that match. Just it didn't seem that's what that's how it appeared to me, anyway. It didn't seem it was very slow and lethargic, and just you know, Lens were going 100 miles an hour, and Munster were just were under serious pressure for good parts of that match. Just terrible, it was yeah. like it was just shocking. It was, mm. and it's not putting down. It's there's something corely wrong. It's not that the players aren't there. There's none of those players are are bad players. Like it's not as if you put you just got you know fifteen lads off to the side of the road, threw them on a bus and brought them up to brought them up and threw them out in the beaver. Like they're fifteen quality players. There's not a there's not a player there that hasn't quality. Do you know? And, and, yeah, strange. And, or top, maybe you know, obviously no being a, a follower, but it's the last time Munster competed in a final. Is that 2011? Yeah, yeah. You that was yeah, do you, we had, I was at that. It was the last Pro Twelve final in or Magnus League final in Tormund Park. Leinster only had to win in the European Cup the week before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were all over like, Wales. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember much of that, but um, the, like that's eleven years since a top province has competed for a final, yeah. even just competed in it, and they wouldn't consider a top a top rugby team like. But that's years. insane. It's more than it is with Munster. It has to be. It is not just Van Graham and the coach. Oh, no, it can't be. It can't be. Cannot, that's 11 years this is ago. going on for 11 years where there's some core issue between 
how they're developing as a province, where their management system is at, where their uh, grounds, their from the their grassroots level, there's something seriously wrong. Because mm-hmm. I know, look, we we all say, look, Leinster have a serious big move. I mean, there's a population of a million. There's a population of over a million people in Dublin. We have with the best uh, rugby schools in the country, all within all within that area. So there's a there is that advantage of of there is the there, advantage of the of population and also the amount of money that's put into schools rugby in Leinster. Yeah, but you still have to find the players. Out, you have to to to. There must be players, and and I keep harping out with the same crap that if you don't have Munster performing or Connacht performing or Ulster performing at the highest level, but then there's nothing for kids to look up to. So there's kids who have a choice, and this is our sport. Like we're not we're not here promoting GA or soccer. This is rugby. That's what we play. That's what we that's what we talk mm. about. So we look at it and say, where are we going with this? If you don't produce, if the other provinces are not producing and they're not on top, kids will go to other sports. They'll say, there's not the excitement. There's not, I want to play, put my hand up. I want to play in the in the red jersey or I want to play in the green jersey or I want to play in the white jersey. In Leinster, everybody wants to play in a blue jersey. They all mm-hmm. want to, kids from, Johnny, you know it. I mean, you're, we're, we're both sending kids to the southeast from, from the two clubs from the time. And then you're trying to tell kids, uh, there's only and you're trying to bring their expectations down because they're all excited about when you put them on the southeast straight away as soon as they get for a trial for the southeast they're already I think they've made it already they're already thinking of a blue jersey don't like all those kids are really want to play whereas i don't see that that's going to happen in the other provinces which means we are losing out as a country we're losing out on players because you don't know was then is the next best out half is the next Brian O'Driscoll uh, in Munster or is he in Connacht? You know where is the next Tyke Furlong going to come out of? He mightn't be in Leinster. He could be. He could. He could be over in the west of Ireland. But besides, it just doesn't have the doesn't have the inkling because there's nothing there to 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 really push him on. Yeah, and what usually happens is Leinster get the blame for that. Like it, like it was someone's fault rather than the other provinces. Sort of like you said, the whole issue with Munster. If, Adapting and doing that. Uh, you were talking there about the population base, Tom. Like, like the population of Leinster is probably is well over a million, like you said. But like, look at the population of England, and they have rugby schools, rugby clubs. It's one of their national sports. We're still able to beat them. This little country over here, where GA is our main sport, then soccer, then rugby, we're still able to beat them in the Six Nations and run rings around them in European competitions and so on and so forth. You know, um, it's what you do with the players and the whole structure you have. Is a huge part of that as well. You know? there I is think Munster could be losing out though. I remember in 2009 or 10, whenever I finished school, I was a teacher and school was from Limerick and we were just chatting about rugby and how big it was in, in Limerick and obviously with Holman Park being there and everything else. You look now, Limerick are competing for a Munster football final. Is that right this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I never heard of Limerick having a good football team. Um, <laughs> I didn't even know that. been hurler, like. You know, yeah, true, hurling, yeah. like, and now now they have really good hurling and football teams, and Cork have really good hurling and football teams. So I think they're losing out to the GA because it's not attractive down there to play rugby anymore. But it isn't, and and that's the same. Like JP McManus is there, with, like giving the help help along, you know, and he's obviously he's he's putting money in to help the structures of things. So if you don't have that, it's back to the same 
rubbish they were talking about. They don't have. Now, Leinster can't keep, because all sports, all sports teams and clubs goes in, go in cycles. Mm-hmm. At some stage, it's like Man United, best team, best team in the world for how many for how many years? And it was, you know, and the players come through and we're getting this, that, and all of a sudden, like, they're chronic. So teams do go in cycles. So what happens if Leinster go through, uh, Stuart Lancaster retires, there's no new Stuart Lancaster coming in, or the next coach is not quite as good, or then this next person is all So what happens if that, happen, if that happens down the line? Where are we going to look to? Yeah, well, you I thought that too, Tom. Can't live ago. on one. You can't live on the one. One team can't live, can't produce forever. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I thought that a year ago, but I don't. I don't see Leinster's trail earning or um, ending ending for about maybe ten years. But in ten years, time, Jenny, I can't see it. But where, but and where, even then, they could progress further in that ten years. But, but where but players are being produced from do, even Michaels, Black Rock, just them two alone, even. Yeah, like, like it's taken Leinster quite a while to build what they have now as well. It didn't happen. Yeah, over I don't see them going backwards on it. I I really don't. And I did. Yeah. I did a couple of years ago. I was like, this conveyor belt is going to uh, it's going to end soon. It can't keep going, but it just keeps on coming. Well, you see, you have a structure in Dublin that I mean, it, it shows because uh, club rugby in Dublin, kids club rugby, youth rugby in Dublin is falling to is absolutely falling apart. Um, you won't mm. have clubs. A lot of the senior clubs don't even have or don't even have youth systems structures. Yeah, anymore. because of schools. You have Wesley at the moment. I think it's uh, Wesley Wanderers and Bective have joined together just to get their youths together. As three mm. senior clubs have no kids oh. coming through, they all want to go to schools because in Dublin you have budgets of all those like whether people like hearing it or not. There is budgets of well over a hundred thousand per team per senior team. Well over it, like a hundred thousand is a massive amount of money. There's warm weather training. John goes, I know, head, headed off, head off to Portugal on a regular basis to go training. They're pay, they have the best of coaches coming in. Uh, the Leinster Academy boys are now being paid to go into the, into the schools. It's well, Tomas O'Leary is director of rugby in huge, huge, huge money. Like, how do you compete with? There's under twenty teams with massive budgets. Like, how do you compete outside of that? There is masses of money. If that money dries up, there's an issue. But that's not going to happen in the in the near future. But where do the rest of the the rest of the province? Because there isn't schools roping with hundreds of thousands of budgets in Munster or in Connacht. I don't know about Ulster anymore. But I know nothing about Ulster school system. But I know that there's definitely not. In, in the other two provinces. So yeah. does, is it up to the IRFU to sort of help these other provinces then? And well, sure, they're, they're, well, how, how do they like, because the way they look at it, IRFU and what anyone says, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Um, and Leinster are giving the most back to the business. So like, I don't know, it's, it's a strange little world, but like Bandon, I just know from Bandon Grammar School, they're just from Willie Canavan going down there. They're producing a lot of players into the Lens or Munster Academy now at the moment. Um and they would be a relatively small school compared to what's up in in Dublin, like. Do you know? So that's what you're competing with. You're just it's just the unfortunate um I don't know what you'd pronounce it as geographic probably layout of the country that all the good or the big ruby schools are up this side of the country. And we're reaping the reward of it, I suppose. Yeah. 
Well, it is. It's, it's, I mean, it's population. It's, it's, it's historic as well. I mean, it's historically that's where the where the schools rugby has has been strongest. There's always been in mm. Leinster, and that's. It's not the IRFU. I presume are giving as much help as they possibly can to us. But John, yeah, if you're if you if there is a little shining star popping his head up the whole time, you're going to get that little. You're going to get. It's going to appear that. Force much to everything, but sure. you're going to appear that way too. It's not always. I mean, you can't. Other provinces can't give out. They have, and you can't buy leagues or buy in buy teams. It mm. has to start from homegrown players, and that's why I'm like. I love going, you know, that I'm mad going down to, I love Thorman Park and I always have, but like, I can't help, but I mean, be so proud of a province that can produce all those players homegrown and be so successful. I mean, mm. any rugby player, anybody who's in management has ever managed a rugby team or coached a rugby team has to really admire had admire the way that Leinster are at the moment their whole setup it's, it's it is a business Johnny it's it's yeah. totally and if, if we were back in 2008 and 2007 and 6 we'd be having this discussion but if you if you other way around it'd be what's wrong with Leinster yeah, yeah what what are Leinster doing wrong what what like remember Rob Carney doing an interview about being him and two or three other Leinster lads only in the the Irish team at the time him and O'Driscoll and Darcy and I think there was one other I can't remember at the time in 08 or 07 maybe he slipped like, so it does go swings around about, but Leinster have been dominant since then, till now, and probably have another 10 years of it. Munster went through maybe four-year period dominance in, in Europe, was it? Yeah. Or five, they kicked it off, or yeah. six, they won it, or seven, they were there, thereabouts, and eight, they won it again. And then, like, then it changed, yeah. Yeah, but like Leinster have been that. dominant in Europe since 09, really. Yeah. They've been in the last four, at least, like, yeah. you know? So... Oh, look, I don't know. It's 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 a it's a conversation that always always creeps up, and it's always Leinster's fault, and it's the guys in Leinster, and they're doing everything wrong, and all the D four guys <laughs> to get everything. Like they're just simply better than you, and that's just the fact. Yeah, you know, the fact of it is, Gary Ringrose is a better rugby player than Tom Farrell in Connacht, or Tom yeah. Tom Daly in Connacht, even though Thomas is from Carlo. Gary Ringrose is a better rugby player than them in their position, and that's just a simple fact of it. And Chris mm-hmm. Farrell in Munster. Yeah, but it's taken. But then it's 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 taken years to build that, and you can't take like it's not, it's not that these players are all better players. That's what I'm saying. You can't judge what better players are if your system is not bringing through through those players. Lencer mm-hmm. is bringing. They're sourcing like during Carlo. They're in Carlo, they're looking at Carlo rugby players, they're looking at Tuller rugby players, they're looking at New Ross rugby players, Kilkenny rugby players. So and they, and they don't get out everything. And we would be the first to give out going, Oh, they don't ever watch, you know. The, I get that a lot, Tom. Right. But they can't spread themselves everywhere. But if you can pull from a mass, like we have the best school system, huge school system, and it's based the same that's how New Zealand rugby is so good. They have a massive school. Their school system is just huge. Mm-hmm. If you think, if you think the, the Leinster schools, it, they're absolutely just mental down there. They're, they're full hackers and everything going before the games. So, like, and it's televised on a regular basis. It's starting. To, it's on. It's on YouTube. Schools rugby in New Zealand is televised all the time. Yeah. Yeah. You go look at it. It's on, the highlights are on 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 YouTube all the time now. But it's mm. we have that from Leinster, but it needs to be 
it needs to come across the board. Monster need to get, just get a system to find and find like a two comb, go through the province and find the players. Yeah, but they have been pumping out good lads from West Cork and that side. Um, yeah. James Mansfield has touched on it as well. Like there are decent, really good players coming through. Um, but then you're like going, well, why aren't they being started this week? Well, mm. Craig Casey, I don't know what he has to do to get a start. Like there was no reason why they couldn't have started him last week and had Connor there. You know, if, if mentally they were thinking well, it's just only Lencer's second string. But they um, should be looking to the future and they're not. Mm. Like but Connor Murray is past it, lads. Well, absolutely, but they can't yeah. until like there's a, there's this bad issue there. I mean, it's a backroom issue. It's a uh, it's an on the field issue. They're coaching, but I can't blame. But well, kind of put it across as you can't blame Van Graham or any of those anymore. Yeah, whether yeah, they're shy, well, their whole team just doesn't work. It just that's it. But there's a backroom problem. There's an issue from core grassroots bringing the players. They need more players coming in, and when they get into the into their academies, then they need to have. A good coach, and, and I think they look, they have a coming through now. We hopefully mm. have whether they're the best coaching team if they have a, a good, solid coaching team there, which they have coming through. Like with Mike Prendergast coming back and 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 Roundtree and um, Liam, those those players are there, they're going to come back in. The coaches are there, mm. and I, I but you can't, they can't keep saying it's going to happen, it's going to happen, or a real. Everything is worth a rebuilding. The rebuild, it's not yeah. rebuilding, just rebuilding under, under there. The time Axel was in charge, that was a very good period for Munster as well. I, I, I felt watching it anyway that when Axel Foley was in charge, it was a very good period. They had a kind of belief like what Roger's done with La Rochelle, they're all linked in together, they're playing some nice rugby. Um, they were interesting to watch, it wasn't boring, and there was no bullshit in the media about how bad Axel, the job Axel is doing, or how bad the players are, any of that crap. It was just, they were just playing rugby. Now Axel, it's all about the Van Graham I thought show. Penny, I thought, and I hate saying it, and I go back to it, when Penny was there, and Maddox and those, I thought, and Axel was in as the forwards coach, I thought they had a serious potential coming forward. They mm. were the first time, John, that's the same period of time, when yeah. they actually looked like, and they you know they weren't winning, they, they lost no, but they looked the like they were going there. Yeah, but then all of a sudden, Penny was gone. Like, mm-hmm. And they brought in, uh, then they brought in, what you call him? Uh, South African. First South African. Do you know, so oh. why change the yeah. way they were playing? A lovely kind of, you have a Kiwi there. It's more suited to the way Munster played. Uh, we're going to teach him a few new skills. And they had a good coaching system. And w- another year, I think, would have made an awful difference to them. Hmm. It's like, hey, this is working. Let's fix it, or let's 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 change it. Let's yeah. break it now. <laughs> oh, now this is working. Let's break this. Yeah, yeah, but you can't expect, and I think I think you know, to our monster colleagues, but the, you can't expect things to happen overnight. And just yeah. because results aren't going your way for a while, if there's development and you have a game plan, and that's what people need to see it next year. I think Roundtree needs three years. Yeah. Yeah. I really do. I think he needs three years to, to change the change the whole system, scrap it all, start afresh with players and move forward. Yeah. And stop yeah. looking at that and stop looking at Leinster. Yeah. Yeah. Stop trying to stop play like Leinster. Do your own stop thing. Trying to play yeah, and, and stop having this but stop having this thing of putting this putting looking at Leinster. Leinster are the best team there, without a doubt. So you can't expect every time if you go play Leinster, you should be playing Leinster with 
throw everything but the kitchen sink at it. Mm. If you lose, you lose. If you're beaten by a better team on the day and you lose, but you lose only by a couple of points and it's a good game and you come off the field going, geez, we're looking you're more learning than losing. Well, no, we're nearly there. Mm. But to have what happened last Saturday and then to have everybody disillusioned again and back, like, I mean, I went down the, the, the Munster group chat was just hilarious. Oh, well, the, the Facebook groups would be brilliant. To go up, yeah. But to, and it's those great they characters. They ashamed of themselves, one lad said. Yeah, but that's it. You can't go from being hyped up one week and ashamed the next week. Like, it's not about being ashamed. You have to, there's a problem there. Just yeah, Don Lenehan touched on it on the telly this week. He went, he went a bit mad about all that sort of stuff and Munster's identity lost. And uh, do, just going back on the Axel Foley, I remember Axel used to get fierce grief from supporters when he was coach. Um, I know he's yeah, in his uh, earlier days. Yeah, and I mm. thought it was very unfair. And him, this, this is not about Munster supporters now, but. Um, like Ian Keatley got a hard time down there as well you know he'd be the God's gift one minute and then he misses two kicks in a match and they lose by a point and you know you know, sell them yeah but go like, like, get out of here Stephen, Stephen that's the frustration it's not just a, it's a frustration that they're watching another they're watching their biggest rivals get better and better and more and better and better and better you know but it's like there's an awful lot of of Munster supporters that are coaching and you know are coaching in Leinster or involved in Leinster clubs, and uh, but they're and there's even there's even lads on Leinster committees that are <laughs> put on a red jersey, and sneak a red yeah. jersey on and go to matches. Not just me, not just me, <laughs> but there's uh, a lot of lads there. So it's just frustrating because we actually know and like we actually know what they actually know what's happening. And it must be re- it just be so frustrated on to see them so kind of rising. was a monster supporter until two thousand eight. Uh, but see, rising and rising and rising, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it's like the world has ended. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Look, it won't be solved today anyway, and that's it. And just uh, but uh, we won't solve it anyway, Tom. Uh, it's a good thing we're not drinking. We fear to rouse. <laughs> <laughs> drink responsibly by the way um yeah so looking Go forward to it dry. yeah so the Euro- uh, european challenge cup is uh tonight friday when this is being recorded and we're all of course looking forward to lincer la rochelle and of course the run-in for the urcs after that lads we would touch on it now um munster travel up to raven hill to play uh ulster and leinster play Glasgow at home. It's back to the RDS uh, in the quarter. What a stadium. Yeah. What Which a place to have a game in the RDS. Friday night in the RDS. It's Friday. It's never Saturday. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday afternoon in the RDS. Yeah. It's great. You can't get better. RDS, well, that's yeah. Leinster through and... Ulster. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. Stormers. I think... I think once... Once bitten twice shy, you'd want... If Munster is, is oh, how would I say? If Munster are going up there, they really are going to have to have everything, all their ducks in the line for this one because uh, we said it were hurt. You know, teams that hurt, uh, they were very hurt. They got bitten twice. I mean, the dog didn't. The dog didn't have a bite. He came back and had another bite. You know, lost to Toulouse and then lost to Munster. Mm. Not not happy campers, and they are a team in the like they are a team that's playing well. Um, it is a tough, tough place to go up to up to Raven Hill. Um, so which one will you go to now, Tom? If you're a betting man, what? Which one will what? you go to? Will you go to Raven Hill or RDS? 
what the fuck either because one the Raven Hill is on a Friday night I have to work I won't get back from Belfast at all hours and uh, I'd say you'd be lucky to get a, a sniff of a ticket for for the oh, Leinster yes. match uh, well, but you'll so be think... in Tullow anyway the Leinster match so you'll be at a more important game oh jeez that's right I should then. There you're laughing. <laughs> my, my, my afternoon. My uh, Johnny's right. Johnny's writing the script for my afternoon. So I've just yeah. seen where you remember your your open invitation to Tuller Rugby Club, or sorry, County Tuller Rugby Club. Sorry. County Carlo will be coming over to County Tuller. Tuller second coming. Bit of crack. I know. Oh, just Johnny's gone. He's disappeared off. Johnny just had enough. He just lads. He just left us. Goodbye, Johnny. Slap down the laptop and off he went. Yeah. Anyone listening? Johnny's left the conversation. He might join in before we go, but we're probably just about to wrap it up. It's been a long old uh, uh, podcast, but uh, plenty of chat in it as well. Um, Yeah. Thanks, Stephen. It's been great. Good old fun. Really great and amazing amount of, like, I don't know who actually listens to this really, but the amazing amount of people that do listen to it and from strangers to places in the country that have come to me and said, uh, you know, they've listened to this and I go, really, have you? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. 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 Through the magic of Spotify and everything, Tom, we have listeners in uh, New Zealand. We have a good few listeners in America, actually. Um, and yeah, Canada. Few. Well, you definitely have one in New Zealand because you gave you gave out to me for wearing the wrong color jersey. <laughs> one day, uh, I was wearing a different uh, New Zealand province jersey, and he wasn't too happy, so yeah. I had to change it the following week. You can watch the podcast on YouTube, by the way, folks, as well, if you're listening to this on Spotify or one of the streaming platforms. Um, yeah, it's been great crack, but we're going to bring the curtain down on season one of yeah. it anyway, and we'll return for the Southeast uh, Cup or Southeast League in. Uh, Later in the summer, Tom will be following Carlo Kenny and Tullo's progress as well. And of course, uh, we'll, we'll catch up on what happened during the summer with the All Blacks, or not the All Blacks, the New Zealand tour for Ireland and yeah. everything else and the start of a new URC and all that sort of stuff. But um, yeah, thanks to James Blanchfield, to uh, um, Tom Craddy, of course, and to Johnny Tobin uh, for uh, being part of the podcast course during the season. It's great our local season as well between Towns Cups and everything, Tom, and yeah. Seconds Leagues being won by yourselves and everything as well. Um, oh, absolutely fantastic. One last plug, folks. Yeah. Rugby Club is open from four o'clock tomorrow, barbecue all day, and the match is on a quarter to five on all the screens. There's flags, the whole, the whole bar and everything is done up, up above. There's flags flying outside, so promises to be a great day. That's it. Okay. There you are. No bothers. <laughs> Tom, thanks a million. And we'll talk to you again for season thanks, two. Bye-bye. Thanks,